This is Melancholy Geek, episode 16. We're not crazy, it's just mental. Geek, we get the thoughts and opinions of a geek with depression. My name is Preston, and I'm surrounded by snoring animals, so that should be fun. Uh, today, I've got another wonderful geek to join me and get her thoughts and experiences. Uh, part of the, what I have this written out, I think, is right. Feel free to <laughs> call me on this. Uh, she's an artist, I want to say entrepreneur, could be wrong. Uh, for some reason, my, I'm questioning that. A writer, and happens to be the sister of the lady that married my brother. <laughs> Hello, Alicia. Hi, Preston. I am an entrepreneur. Boom. I, I am an artist. I am a writer. See, I, I knew two of the three. I got the third, so. And we are in-laws somehow. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> See, as I mentioned on here before, I do a lot of my good best thinking while I'm walking. And I was trying to think of a good way to introduce you just like that. And I'm like, in, how does the in-law thing work? Like, she's my sister's in-law's sister. I'm like, oh, that just doesn't sound fun. I think we're in-laws once removed. But that sounds like somebody's divorced. True. Anyway, so, yeah, I wrote up what I wrote up. So, uh, we are surrounded by animals, some of them snoring, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, two dogs and a cat. And a whole lot of hair on me. Oh, yeah. So well, that's a lot okay. of hair on everything. Yeah. I'm mobile today, so that's fun. So we're actually at Lalisha's, not at my home. But uh, that's the beauty of technology and the fact that my... I had to walk a bit, and this microphone is really heavy. It means I'm sweating a storm, so that's fun. But hey, water. So Alicia, you're like myself in the sense that day-to-day um, -day life can be rough and humble, yet we enjoy the quote-unquote geeky things. Yeah. Well, life's pretty good right now. And that's <laughs> lovely to know. But it's it's been an interesting year. A year ago, um, I actually had what I call a mental breakdown. It wasn't a, a, a textbook definition mental breakdown, but about a year ago, I was in an extremely bad place. Mm -hmm. I wound up quitting my job. I changed medications Yeah. again. I um, took on another dog. <laughs> I changed my life completely. I took about four months off of work and I, I was working in the marketing business. It was an interesting place to work. It was very supportive of people with mental health issues. But at the same time, it was exhausting and draining. I'd, I'd get up every morning and I'd, I'd go to work. I'm, I'm a high-functioning um, major depressive disorder sufferer. Hmm. Um, with a possible diagnosis of bipolar 2. Um, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's all up in here. And, uh, yeah, I'd so extremely high functioning. I'd get up every day. I'd go to work. I'd work my butt off. I'd work 60 hours a week. Hmm. Um, I completely burned out. I was exhausted. Um, 
I wasn't taking care of myself and I fell into a pretty black hole. Um, yeah. And then I changed my life. (laughs) Well, as hard as obviously going through that is taking the initiative to make changes to help that, that is probably more difficult. Well, it's interesting because we live in this, you know, this community where you really have to be your own mental health advocate. Because if you're not going to go in and fight for your mental health, um, then you will just get swallowed by it. And a lot of times when you're in a very dark space to approach a doctor, um, a a mental health care provider or otherwise can be a real challenge in and of itself. But to walk in there with the confidence and the, the desire to do better is... It's a gargantuan task. And at the time, of course, I didn't give myself any credit for that because no. that's what depression does. It lies, no, we lies, don't. lies. This is that ex- more so than anything. Yeah. It's, you have no confidence in yourself in any sense, even though, like, you may think, you may know otherwise, like myself with, you know, my horribly emotional brain and then my logical brain. My logical brain's like, you can do this. This is what you should do. And my emotional brain is, no, I not a about, chance. Yeah, Go I talk away. about the fight between my head and my heart all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. For sure. Stuff some of this fun talk is going to be, feel free to not answer anything if it comes to that. But uh, when and or how would you say is when you first knew that you had suffered from mental illness Mm, I was 17 when my family doctor at the time first wanted to prescribe me medication Mm. I was depressed for years before that sure um I refused the medication (laughs) as you Uh, would have 17 uh, yeah I was like no I'm not I'm not crazy and I yeah that's (laughs) how I put it sure and then I think I was about 25 when I went to see my my current GP and I sat down with him and said there is something wrong he said to me your eyes are dead Mm. we need you to be you you need to see a psychiatrist and a psychologist immediately you need to be medicated today Um, that was the first time I started taking medication I was incredibly incredibly depressed that's that's a short sentence that would linked to that sentence open anybody's eyes your eyes are dead yeah oh yeah i care yeah i carry that one with me wow yeah and timing wise it's actually not too far from from myself i think i was really 17 or 18 when i first knew that something was going on but not you know not to that degree and then later on when i had a breakdown of my own really understood it but then you know this is just one of those things you don't really understand until you start going through and talking to the people that do so that being said looking back now and don't hate me audience for using similar questions to last week because that's just the way it works um last week it was a month ago pressed it <laughs> uh what is what is the earliest thing that you can think of that you can certainly say that your your mental illness definitely was what caused that 
to occur, be it uh, a, a, like a significant event in your life or, you know, a, a feeling that you can recall that definitely was, you know. It's really hard. Um, because... I said this would be easy, Alicia. No, no. <laughs> and, and it's just in my own personal experience, I've always had an extremely high opinion of what perfection is. Sure. I know you suffer from that issue as well. At times, yeah. Um, and I never really gave myself permission to be not good at something hmm. until probably this last year. Um, I I wasn't necessarily great in school, but I was exceptional at anything I applied myself to. And it was that was kind of built into me as a, a kid. You know, you get all those external factors. Your mm-hmm. environment gives you all of that... Um, pressure and you think that that's the right thing to do because that's how you were raised or that's how all of these people around you sort of expect you to be um and yeah i carry that every day i the the most valuable thing that i've learned in therapy is about my assertive bill of rights (laughs) and the fact that i can do well, I can do poorly. It is my right to say something to you if I don't like what you're saying to me mm-hmm. um, and not feel guilty about that one way or the other. Guilt is probably the the thing that defines my mental illness. Sure. I feel a tremendous amount of guilt. And it's not that I'm a bad person. I don't have any murders on my scorecard or anything. I don't have anything really to feel guilty about, but I, I do. And even mm. in the deepest depths of my depression... I felt guilty for being depressed because who the hell was I Yeah, that I could, I, I live in a, a great house. I have an incredible family. I make mm-hmm. decent money. I've people love me. I have friends and family. And yet here I am in this miserable place. And what an asshole am I for, for having to do feeling hope, horrible. Hope I'm okay yeah. to swear eh, to a certain degree. I, if I need be, I'll, I, I'll, I, found out how to bleep out some things. You can bleep me. Yeah, this technology thing, so I can, I can do stuff. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads into the next question. And granted, as per your introduction, uh, we share some of these, but um, only in the last, you know, number of years. Uh, how has and is your support of family and friends and and the understanding of what you're going through I don't think they could ever understand on the level of, I get that. And I'm, Mm. you know, I've experienced that too. Um, I'm I'm not going to out anybody, but one person in my family does understand extremely well what I'm going through, but for very different reasons. Um, A different health condition has resulted in some emotional um, baggage that they deal with. Um, My family has been incredibly supportive um my mom is on the phone with me at three in the morning when i can't sleep and i need to talk my um my sister is a rock and it's funny because you go to all of these doctors and the first thing they ask you is about does anybody in your family have any history of mental health and i'm like yep all of them but not necessarily diagnosed so (laughs) to some extent they understand but 
they'll never truly get it. Yeah, they're there. They're they're giving. They're supportive. Yeah. But I don't think they ever hmm, walk that path. Well, it's and this just pop my head analogy. Like they can see that you're wearing shoes, but they can never wear your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I should write that down. You really should. Thankfully, I'm recording this. But yeah, no, your sister is definitely a rock simply because she's married to my brother. Um, and you have to be able to do that. Sorry, brother. I know you're not listening to this. Wait, maybe you are. I don't care. I love you. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. And I thankfully, like I said, I share, um, you know, our families are essentially overlapped like a Venn diagram. Uh, so I share some of that and I I understand it completely because to like and I discussed this last time but to have a feeling an emotional reaction with no cause is so hard for people to understand that don't go through it and it's funny because even you and I have a lot of similar experiences and we've had a lot of similar symptoms and, and mm-hmm. medication issues and reactions and things like that, but still our experience is not the same. Well, just on that point, um, you clearly have the ability, you know, with your your issues, you, you don't have as much, to, uh, there may be some in different lights, but the my biggest problem is, outside of the emotional stuff, as I mentioned before, is the motivation. So with me, over the years with medication, Taking it was the problem because the motivation to take it consistently was hard to keep on a regular basis. And as I'm sure you know, if you don't do that, medication is useless because it just makes it worse. Yeah. You miss it for two, one or two, a couple days and you're just, you're a different person. Oh, yeah. And then trying to get back on, it's so, personally, I'm managing the best I can without that because those, as bad as my bad times have been in the last couple of years a few times where I'm just like I'm not I I can't get up to take medication or or do whatever and the couple of days to weeks after that no thanks yeah skip those when I changed my medication again last year and every time I've changed my medication I think I'm on my sixth Hmm. different medication since I was technically diagnosed I'm doing air quotes but diagnosed in my mid twenties. I'm I'm in my mid thirties now, um, so we've changed medication six times in ten years. Sure. Just trying to find the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, when I take, when you come off that medication, is the worst. Yeah, and that's essentially um, the same circumstances. Yeah. Only it's intentional. Yeah. Because I like, for the times that I have had, there were a couple times where I went months and was successful, mm-hmm. and I was much better i have you know lots of friends who choose to take medication and i have lots of friends who choose to not take medication um it's one of those issues it's a it's a hot button issue especially when you talk to anybody in mental health circles because they don't know how it works and they don't know which medication is going to work for you i look forward to the day when there's genetic testing um and they can say this medication is tailor tailor made for you these are the synapses are, that are not firing, right? This exactly. is the thing that's going to help them fix it. Uh, personally, I want the thing that will help fix it that is more a 
hey, have an appointment every month or so to go to the mm-hmm. doctor and they give you a shot or something. Because yeah. that I can manage because somehow I manage to keep appointments without issue. Sure. But yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's like everything. It's different for everybody. Well, and as a mental health advocate, take the medication or don't take the medication. If it's working, mm-hmm. then keep doing it. Definitely. If because you can do it. your lowest day, your, that point when you're suicidal, that point when you are on on the ledge that's not the time to decide (laughs) nor is the time when you're at peak performance for example if you're a a bipolar sufferer and you are uh, having a really manic day Mm -hmm. that's not the time to decide either you need to discuss this over a period of time um you need to do it with a with a physician whether it's your family physician or psychiatrist and you need to do it um with as clear a head as you can have knowing that you suffer from a mental health issue yeah but decide like if you choose to take the medication take the medication yeah you know and that's the hardest part like for me but if that's definitely if something you someone finds something that works for them don't take it for granted you may have to do it for the rest of your life but it's damn well better than feeling the way you probably feel without oh yeah yeah personally both know that all too well. I'll, I'll take a um, pill every night before bed. Thank I you. seen a post this morning that someone shared. Granted, it was one of those meme posts where some idiot person made a comment and then somebody like feuds it. And I want to find it here. Okay. Because it's appropriate to what we're talking about. I love memes. I'm a well, no, I'm. I'm they're big. Great. Memes can be fun because they're they're all over the place and and usually funny, but finding them relevant. And finding stuff in Facebook that aren't, you know, ads and normal stuff is always fun. Um, where are you? Wait, you're the person that posted it. That's a great idea, Preston. This might have been last night, actually. But it's it's just one of those things that hits home for us because so it, it was so on the nose. Come on. Wait, I commented on it. This will be better. You post. Haha. All right. So this is a it looks to be Twitter that someone posted, and then it was you know completely disputing it. So we want us to get in. But this the this puts into the idea of the trouble that we have suffering from mental illness in the sense that people don't understand it. So this is what uh, this person said. I won't bring it up uh, the name, but uh, people with depression do not need a doctor and a bottle of something that rattles. They need need a pair of running shoes and fresh air oh i have thoughts on that because (laughs) i have um, so many thoughts on that exercise is proven to be an effective um treatment for For mental health issues yeah for mood it does improve your mood the chemicals it can without question however that that is not a cure i know somebody currently who's treating their uh, mental illness with food um, not eating to suppress their feelings like I sometimes do. Yeah, but which um, a lot of us do. An extreme organic um, focused diet um, with uh, uh, a, a very specific balance of grains and meats and cheeses and all of those things, and she swears by it, and it is what is Doesn't working for her. You know? Well, and that's the thing. It's it still comes down to what works for everyone. Um, the back and forth that I had when I commented on that, that post because um, if essentially 
if that was the case, the likelihood of me feeling the way I do all the time wouldn't be because I walk 25 minutes a day to work and then 25 minutes a day from work. So mm-hmm. the fresh air isn't the issue. We came to the realization, though, that I don't wear running shoes. So maybe that's the problem. <laughs> hey, you know, you'd be a happier person if your feet felt better. Oh, my feet feel fine. They're just not running <laughs> shoes um, because I don't run. I walk. Uh, but yeah, that, so I figured I'd bring that up because it's it's clearly relevant because you're... and. And it comes down to what people know and don't understand and why it's so difficult for people that don't go through this or don't have family members to go through this to really, really understand to as, to the point that they can. But Where I'm going to drop like, another... Drop, drop away. <laughs> Bad word bomb. Because that's bullshit. Every single human being on this planet has mental health. Yes. And every single person on this planet knows someone with a mental health problem or an issue or whatever it is that you want to call it because currently the statistic says one in five people will experience Mm. a mental health uh, crisis in their life Um, my doctor my amazing incredible very forward-thinking physician says that it's that's bullshit it's one in two it is one in two that means half of our population will experience a mental health crisis in their lifetime yeah. And that's just based on the, what he's seen in his practice alone. Yeah, and and that's and that's common. But the the one thing that comes into it is that the majority of those will have a trigger that makes sense. Yeah, it's for the rest of us that yeah. is the hardest part. Because and and I, we discussed this uh, last episode too. But if you have somebody that has a family member pass away and they feel horrible about it no one questions that mm-hmm. but if i have a regular day at work and get home feel horrible everyone questions that because right. that doesn't make sense and i agree it doesn't make sense which is why we have the problems that we do because it's 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 no it's it's the difference of hey my lungs aren't working because i have asthma which is kind of the reference point that was uh responded to that post that i mentioned mm-hmm. uh our brains are not working 100%. Right. Right? There's something that's not firing correctly or, or whatever the specifics are for each individual person. And that's just the way it is. And I've come to say, you know, some people I, I've found don't like this term, but I've come to say that I'm broken. doesn't mean there's – and it's as true as it can be with anybody with something that isn't 100% working, which – Granted, probably not everybody right. has uh, has everything working in their body, but it's it's the way it is, well, and it's, it's it's the hardest part about explaining it to people. Yeah, it's like what? What do you mean you didn't have supper last night or any night this week? Like, makes no sense. You're right. That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Well, just going back to that Mimi concept and, and even mentioning, you know, you that just you're said broken. Mimi. I love Mimi. Uh, <laughs> that, I'm going to let you go and assume you're talking about Drew Carey's show. That, yeah, of course. <laughs> that concept of uh, Japanese pottery that's been going around in mental health circles online hmm. for uh, a few years now. And they actually, in, in Japanese pottery, when something breaks, they fuse it back together with gold. So it becomes this even more beautiful piece of pottery because it's it in all of the cracks and fissures there is a, a vein Shiny of gold. Um, That's intriguing. Yeah. It it really is. And Posology, which is a local um, organization which uh, works towards 
uh, mental health uh, uh, dogs. Uh, what are they called? Service dogs. Oh, yeah. They, that um, I'm aware of. Yeah, exactly. My f- good friend is actually working on training one right now. Oh, that's excellent. So they um, are doing a project right now. It's still in the works. It's not out there yet. But it, it brings together the concept of that Japanese pottery being broken, being put back together with something so beautiful and delicate. Um, and yeah, you should look that up in the next little while that's, too. That's interesting. Yeah. But you're, I mean, it's not broken, right? Uh, last well, year, it's, this it's, time, I would have said I was broken. Well, that's but the now thing. I'm just it's, a little dented. It's <laughs> like, but the thing is, is granted, broken is a term indicating that my my brain is not functioning like most people's. Mm-hmm. That's all that means. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me as a person, right? As we all are different, and we should be. Um. But it's it still comes down to you know regular things I should be able to do to manage my life as most people do I can't do on a regular basis right. and that's part of my problem. It's just the way it is. Right. Uh, it sucks, uh, but that's the hardest part. That in in my personal experience to to get through to people. Uh, like every time I meet someone new and I have this conversation with them, like a uh, newer person uh, started work with us uh, who I somewhat know through a previous person I worked with and she noticed I never eat on my lunch because right. I don't and that led to the conversation um, but it's just one of those things like especially with my uh, as I told you, you know, these people don't know but my, my apartment being in disarray currently and my kitchen essentially being unusable for the last couple of weeks that doesn't help no <laughs> it's like oh look constant wall in front of me to do anything so you know that and that's that's my problem uh but we're all different right it's it's just one of those things um (laughs) the last question i had was how open you are about your mental illness and i think we've answered that 12 times Oh, I'm pretty open. I'm actually yeah. a mental health advocate. Yeah. Um, I post pretty frequently online about mental health. I was one of the founding board members of It's Mental, which is a local um, mental health advocacy and education organization. Well named as well. Uh, yes. It's great name. Because it is mental Just that mental. our Waterford Hospital is 100 years old and falling apart. And... It is mental that it takes so long to get a diagnosis. It is mental that you can't... <laughs> I've been on waiting lists for years mm-hmm. to see mental health professionals. Yep. I'm still on some waiting lists, technically. <laughs> yep. Um, it's mental. I'm, I'm actually no longer involved in the board, but it is an incredible organization. It's still going strong. Um, I am extremely outspoken in all of my workplaces I've been outspoken about my mental health uh, I completed the uh, mental health first aid training through the commission uh, mental health commission of Canada it's funny I was just gonna bring that up oh really yeah because it, it was something that I didn't know existed yeah um, but a last year around this time yeah, a co-worker went through I had a you know had a moment and uh, one of my one of the people who was working with us actually had that training. So yeah. she, I was like, that's a thing. 
Oh, it's totally a thing. That's a good thing. I and like that I thing. And when I completed the training, I sat there in the training room and I told all of these people who we were courtesy, because I worked with It's Mental, we were courtesy guests <laughs> to get the training. And all of the other people in the room worked in oil and gas and really didn't have much experience with mental health and in front of all these strangers who work in high-powered positions. And sure. <laughs> I outed myself as a potential bipolar too. Um uh, sufferer and explained that that's not the one when you're really really crazy because everybody's face sort of made that oh wow Wait, and that's <laughs> yeah yeah it's the ignorance of right bipolar that term. that's the one when you're really nuts <laughs> and it's not at all it's not it's no. not um and so i kind of explained that and that it's really not that big a deal and you know it it's had a huge impact on my life, but it will never impact my coworkers or my friends, my family, um, to any dangerous extent. Or even significant. It's significant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just how I live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm extremely open. <laughs> I'll no, tell anybody that, who listens but that that's it's good. important to care and for I'm, your mental health. I'm not so much open in the sense of, you know, I'll walk down the street with a sign saying... You just told the world that you... I, I know I told the world, but I'm not looking at the, the face of the world right now. <laughs> um, and that makes it a lot easier. But but in saying that, if the discussion comes up mm-hmm. with colleagues or new people I meet or whatnot, I'm not ashamed, any, like, granted, anymore. Mm-hmm. Because at one point, you're just like, I don't understand this. doesn't make sense. This, like... Like the fact that I can't go do wash the dishes or or make myself a meal is ridiculous, and embarrassing. Um, it's still like that, but I'm not ashamed of it anymore. Right. Um, so, but I just like it doesn't seem right to go. Hi, my name is Preston. I'm depressed. To mm-hmm. just anybody that that you meet. Yeah. Right. Granted, like we're in the conversation where that's expected, or know here or you know someone's talking about whatever or it's bell let's talk day and that type of thing where it comes up mm-hmm. yeah I don't, i'm all about it yeah let's do this that's the thing you do this mental first mental illness first aid thing i'd actually do that whereas that's normal first aid i wouldn't trust myself to do simply because i have tremors like a crazy person <laughs> that came out wrong i apologize anyway um it's an intriguing thing because it's something i think i could actually manage because i'm much better at helping other people than myself how do you feel about that about the it's crazy well the the term itself is it's like any word in my opinion where it is it i don't like i don't feel bad in how i used it there because it was not in that intention and it and it was not with malice right so it's just it was just one of those things. So it's like any word. Yeah. Right. Longest time people, and I don't know why it was, it was emotional brain, not logical brain. People would make jokes about the Waterford and I would feel, I, I guess, frustrated or angry about it. Right. So I was there for a week and a half and it was a horrible time. But like just thinking about it, just like it's, there's no malice there. They're just, you know, expressing themselves. So it's just one of those things. Right? But 
It's the world we live in. We just have to live in it. And if we can make it better, I'm worth to it. If I could stop being so warm and wanting to tear my flesh off right now because of my eczema and sweating, that'd be great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's something I'm gonna, I'd because of my motivation issues, I, I would have to have given the opportunity to go and take this mental, like a course, whatever it is for this uh, first aid thing. Um, but if I have that opportunity, I would do it in heartbeat. Like, but it's, it's really it's, interesting. Well, from our perspective, especially, I, mean, okay. I would imagine it would be. But I have experience dealing with myself, clearly. But uh, my good friend, I've, as some would have clearly heard in uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, I help her whenever I can. Sometimes it's just a matter of she will express not feeling well, and it's me texting her something simple mm-hmm. and uplifting. Uh, like... I had a random meme thing where it's a bunch of like life things that you have to deal with or feelings that you have to deal with like and the and it's uh, just popping up on the screen so it's I can't even remember all of it but you know stress and and you know that type of verbiage mm. it's just a kitten batting them away oh I know I love that one so I just sent that to her just as soon as I seen it right and you know it's interesting that you and I'm very much the same again because I deal with a lot of issues about um, perception of myself and that kind of thing, but hmm. how you'll do anything, no matter how depressed you are, you'll do anything to make somebody else smile or More feel a little not, bit better. Yeah. You know, I, for people that have proven themselves to be, you know, not disrespectful or you know worthy, for lack of a better word, even if I'm not close to them, like mm-hmm. I'm more often or not will do what I can to help. Yeah, same. like. Um, Bridget, who I had on last episode, uh, she works with me, not directly, but, you know, we're in the same general vicinity and whatnot. And, uh, I want to say back in the fall, fall, whatever the circumstances, she had a rough call. Mm -hmm. It was obvious. Um, so I, after noticing that I have this, uh, stress ball that's just basically a fire just from my favorite webcomic so i just brought that over to her mm-hmm. i was like here hope that helps sit yeah right and it, if it helped even the slightest bit then that's all that mattered and then technically later on I, I brought her in a different stress ball that i had gotten randomly through one of those box subscription things mm-hmm. uh, that i thought was cool but it's not a big deal for myself it's a it's a d20 right she's a big into D&D that fan. stuff right so i was just like left it on her desk and she's you know, nice. like those are great and but she didn't realize that i was literally giving it to her right so but again that's another thing that helps of course then a number of other people who came by her desk had no idea why she, they had a random dice on her desk <laughs> i was like just tell them roll initiative it's fine <laughs> <laughs> random random stuff um all right so let's change gears okay all right, so let's switch off and uh, let's go geeky for a bit. All right. Um, what does geek mean to you? Oh, uh, it's really hard because I'm not. I'm, I don't know if I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. Have you ever seen the Venn diagram where they overlap? Probably. Well, uh, so I'm I'm a music nerd. 
I'm a music snob, so I collect ridiculous amounts of music and vinyl. And my boyfriend likes to say that I'm 35% music, like right up to the sure. to the thigh, the mid thighs <laughs> music. Um, if you're listening to music with your thighs, you're doing it wrong. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I'm an artist, and my art stuff tends to be about fandoms. Hmm. Um, White Space Art Company. Little plug there. Sure, it's on yeah. Facebook. Plug away. I don't care. Um, it's great stuff, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I can, again, tremors. Can't do that stuff. All right. And you know what? Even just saying thank you, that's like this huge step for me, mental health-wise. It's, it's well, something I'm a little like I'm learning this I'm year. looking at one here. I've, it's Gary Oldman. It's where my brain was going, but you know, it's just one of those things you'd never be sure. It's amazing. Thanks. It's just... There's a few kicking around. Artists are always the worst critics. Yes. Yeah. And I'm... I'm, I'm uh, I have about a million bajillion books behind me. Um, uh, approximately, yeah. I'm a Doctor Who fan. But yeah. again, you you want me to go down the dirty path. I don't do... Oh, God. I'm going to say this and people are going to hate me. I did an episode on why I didn't hate the prequels of Star Wars. Try to beat it. Okay. Actually, I was going to say I hate Star Wars. There you go. <laughs> uh, we, myself and, and my partner, we watched the, the new Star Wars movie mm-hmm. recently. It mm-hmm. was fine. I don't. Adam Driver's great. I love Adam Driver. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a Star Trek person. I'm not a, a Pokemon. I have a Squirtle right over there, but that's actually my boyfriend's. Um, yeah, so I I consider myself to be a nerd more than a geek. I'm a huge Whovian, though. See that all of that right there makes you a geek. Oh. Well. Because the thing is, is the beauty of being a geek, even though. It's it's focused more so into you know being a fan of sci-fi fantasy and stuff. Yeah. It, it, even though a lot of people outside of this may think that that means every geek likes all of yeah. that, it's not the case. Yeah, that's very true. Right? I don't like Doctor Who. I've come out and said oh. it. it's not something that I've whatever it is. It's so good. And, and, you know, <laughs> I can appreciate people liking it. Yeah. I do. I just can't. I love British TV. I'll watch uh, I, basically anything with British. Some accent. of it. Sure. Sherlock? Amazing. Oh, yeah. Very few people know about Jekyll, which was the six-part season. I've seen it. It's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Mind-blowing how one actor can go like, hey, I'm a regular guy. I'm a crazy person. Yeah. I just brought that up again. But it's appropriate. I Trust me. Um, <laughs> but that, see, that, that Jekyll, for me, was introduced by a podcast where it's, and, you know, and they talked about TV, movie, and, you know, the geeky stuff, uh, essentially, uh, medium-wise. And one week it was, hey, uh, our audience was talking about this Jekyll thing that just came out. So we don't know about it, but it's made by, you know, same person that did, you know, Doctor Who and whatnot. So Moffat, Moffat. Yeah. Um, so we're going to check it out uh, the next week. And you're like, yeah, Jekyll's amazing. I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, so I had to check it out and was definitely not disappointed. So he's such a brilliant writer. He is, without question. Just can't do Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, it's it's got that over over the topness. I think is the best way to describe it that I can understand why some people like. It just yeah, doesn't do it for me. Oh, I love that it's over the top. I love that it's it's the humor is relatively clever, and I think 
the fact that the special effects are so bad <laughs> just it brings me so much joy yeah no that's yeah that's so true and that might be also part of it why like <laughs> i'm sure they just go in with what they have or staying true to the source where they only had so much to work with oh yeah but it just doesn't do it for me it just like oh, it, I get it takes that. me out of it so um so you thinking you're a geek or not that's fine but feeling the way you feel about this those things and growing up with all of that I, i'm sure you, you like myself used to be kind of pushed aside from the regular click oh yeah but that's not the way it is anymore no, so what, weirdos what are is welcome. well that's the beautiful part so what makes you think happened for that to actually be the case like what changed do you think i think okay this this is gonna get philosophical now i think that our generation was really the first generation that was given the opportunity to be who they wanted to be creative pursuits were not flights of fancy they were Mm. uh potential career options and it's interesting because our generation too has has taken these things and turned them into profitable businesses if you were a graphic designer 30 years ago 40 years ago in limited options you worked for an ad agency only you um you were outside of the norm especially if you were a man especially you know those kinds of things um and being outside of the norm was not okay. So before we actually started recording, we were talking about how um, weird is the new normal or, you know. Well, how, how did, I don't how did know you, about necessarily that, but how did weird break? is normal. Yes. Right? Um, my shrink likes to say there's no such thing as normal. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. So I think our generation was really the first generation that was allowed to experience the non-normalness and now it's funny because you watch movies like 21 jump street you know those kids had to go back to high school Mm. and instead of the kids being all about the football players and the cheerleaders and and that kind of thing it was all about academic achievement and um the drama club and being whoever you are i work with kids and i teach them art and every single day i tell them to let their freak flag fly Mm. um we recently did a project where we cut out letters and spilled paint all over them and stuck them up on the wall and that's what it says let your freak flag fly because I think it lets us I don't feel scared anymore to talk about my mental health Hmm. because that is my freak flag Um, my fandoms are my freak flags for me to walk around with a t-shirt of uh, my favorite band Hmm. When you run into somebody who is also a fan of that band, you found your tribe. You found your people. There's you might a connection. not know that person, but there's a connection there's there. There's an instant connection. Exactly. No, it's, and that's that's a thing in many types of culture where, be it what used to be more popular, that used to be a little bit of stuff. You're like, hey, you're driving the same type of car. Yeah. And that, but to have that... Certainly, I think the the musical one like that is definitely one of the first ones that occurred because oh, that, yeah. music is universal. That's never been like it changes, obviously, but it's never been something that's been really shunned. 
Yeah. Not to the degree, like, consistently, because you always had, yeah. okay, this group of people likes this music, and, you know, and you all, or, you know, a lot Whereas of Whereas if you were really into geology, you were Yeah, a weird geology, guy, right? or, you know, you wear your, to some degree, you wear something or make reference to Star Wars or some other th- yeah. type of thing, you know, back in those, those times, so 80s, 90s, it was less likely to, for the reaction to be positive. Yeah. Now it's just like you just wear a shirt you like. Yeah. Happens to be from the source material you like, and you find someone that knows it. Yeah. And it's just like instant, like you okay. just said, same idea. Just like, oh, you play World of Warcraft. What character you play? Instant. Yeah. Which is fantastic because you don't know that person, and they don't necessarily by stereotypical um, look of that person because everybody looks differently. Um, you don't you don't have any well most people will have an expectation but you it's best not to or because you get those experiences where you're just like i also play world of warcraft random person that you look nothing to be yeah. like me which is fantastic and that 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 is a fun thing but i haven't been able to figure out what caused that to happen i always think that it may have just happened that the people that started in the 80s grew up and had children. They multiplied, and you know. <laughs> the virus effect. Uh, I don't know if that's the case, but it's it's intri- intriguing, and there's a word for this. I can't think of it, but it's good. It's, it's good for us. It's good for the culture. Because um, loving things, no matter what they are, as long as they're not hurting people, is a great thing. Well, it's it's a human thing. It's a human thing. It's there a you very go. human thing. Who cares if it's in space or in a, another world? Yeah. That piques the imagination, which piques creativity, which makes art, which makes science, which yeah. makes innovation, which is fun. Um, what is the earliest thing that you can think of? that you would put into that criteria so be it a geek or a nerd or you know what made you that uh that type of person when you go back what's one of the earliest things you can remember probably my biggest fandom is music sure i'm i'm a real audiophile and i was listening to music before i was born uh, my folks played a lot of music my dad in particular um yeah 60s 70s 80s rock and roll mm. is it's in my dna sure yeah my cat's name is ziggy stardust well there you go yeah i love bowie i don't uh, i wrote a column after he passed and uh i i think the first line was i don't even know what the first bowie song i listened to was because i i don't know that i was conscious and aware that Hmm. you know i was listening to bowie it just happened yeah music's a good one yeah i'm a big fan of music um to the point where and personally my my preferences it's so hard to find local music that i enjoy to go see live i just can't stay up that late (laughs) my medications include a sedative that's fair bands don't go on till one in the morning some of them don't i can't do that no no that's not anymore i used to i actually have flown all over North America to see bands that mm. I love. Um, I, flew I don't to know Toronto. if I could do that. Babies flew to, could do that. <laughs> flew to Toronto for a long simply. weekend for this little indie band that I loved. Um, I've been in New Orleans twice for their Jazz and Blues uh, Festival. Mm. 
yeah, I'm I'm not an audiophile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Granted, my favorite band comes here quite often, and I've seen them. I've lost track of time. Who is it? Harley Peace. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, we've, I'm sure we've had this yeah. discussion. Yes, definitely. But yeah, no, they're they're always amazing. I got to meet meet them in March when I went to see them. Um, although rain being rain, he was swarmed, so I didn't really get to talk to him. But right. Still, uh, great just to talk to. Yeah. Outside of being amazing live consistently, yeah. out of the at least eight times that I've seen them. Oh, I've, from, I've seen them at least four. From 1998, twice to now. Yeah. And, and it, essentially, I think I've missed them once when they've been in town since 1998. They're so good. They are good. They're amazing. And, uh, I know, I come back on that, one of their newest songs, you'll appreciate this, I'm pretty sure, um, was Rain essentially reliving the first time he's seen the Tragically Hip. Right. It's a great song. Like, I heard it Huge first. Hip fan. I know. I experienced that from something. I don't know. But I knew this. Um, but it, it was, they. he did it acoustically initially on, you know, promoting the tour, him and uh, Matthew Good. And... I was like, this, this is a fun song, but when I heard it, the actual recorded version, it's a lot more, you know, instrumental and, and it's really good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm. It's a funny thing about music. For me, I, I don't know if it goes as far as being an audiophile, but for me, I never went to seek out, you know, more powerful or more uh, high quality headphones. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and that type of experience initially I yeah, a few years ago I found these uh, pair of headphones that they don't, don't make them anymore which is regretful because um, the rest of it wasn't durable but essentially you put them on your you put them on your head and you put them in and you turn them on and they mold to your ear canals oh that's cool it was, it was amazing I had like three pairs uh, destroyed both <laughs> <laughs> The, the rest of the cabling system wasn't durable, so regretfully it, it didn't last. But they they fit really well. They wouldn't come out of my ears. And that was my, my goal is I want something I can walk around with. Right. Right. As okay as the Apple earbuds that I always had were. Yep. Falling out. It's just, you know, you're walking. It's just happened. So I got that. And they were great. But on top of that, I got a decent pair of headphones. Right. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm listening to this song and I'm like. I didn't hear that symbol before. I've listened to the song 10 years and never heard that symbol before. And go back and forth. And now I can't not have a decent pair of headphones. Yeah. It just, I'm, word, whatever the appropriate word is, I am spoiled. Spoiled is the appropriate word. A pair of headphones and a vinyl recording of your favorite song. Mm, There's nothing better. Um, I own two large piece vinyl and I don't own a record player. Because I bought it because it was an anniversary thing, and I thought yeah, it was a cool thing. Because they, granted, I didn't. They weren't labeled when I bought one of them, but their uh, the vinyl is done to match the coloring of the album. Right. So Navid, I didn't apparently get. I'm gonna try to find it because um, there was nothing to clearly state that it was that. But I'm pretty sure I got the one for Clumsy. Uh, the 180 gram blue vinyl that I'm listening to right now is oh, yeah. Radiohead's OK Computer 20th anniversary reissue it's 20 years since then i know crazy. but that's crazy. the same thing clumsy is 20 years last year yeah right yeah. so yeah yeah same idea 
Um, but I love colorful vinyl, and I actually have a, a completely sweet. clear vinyl over there by Yukon Blonde. Um, wow, we're talking about a lot of Canadiana, actually. I, I'm um, pretty Canadian in my music toys. And it, yeah, it's it's just the coolest thing to watch it spin. <laughs> I, I don't know how or why, but for some reason, Amazon's been recommending the uh, the knobbed one, where it's that color version, but it's like forty bucks. So, but glad that it has so i hopefully it will stay up there and eventually i'll pick it up mm-hmm. which means i'll eventually have to find a record player but it's just one of those things where granted i haven't experienced it so maybe but it's not something i feel like spending 100 150 dollars on because i haven't experienced it we'll talk after <laughs> fair enough uh but my most recent pair of headphones regretfully they had an issue I picked them up mainly because they were highly recommended by uh, another person I've been following in tech forever. And uh, this, the version of these headphones actually came with a lightning port. So they were, uh, but there was a problem with the lightning port since I don't have a headphone jack, which overall I'm not too problem with. Uh, but they were so good. They're just like, you're just listening. You're just like, this is amazing. And and then you, you know, say, hey, I haven't heard this album in a while. And you put them on with these headphones and you're just like, it's a symbols the bass you can like you can like normally you can get the bass but you don't necessarily always feel the notes yeah which don't know i can describe it but it's just so so mesmerizing um so i did this last time and uh i enjoyed doing it because it's an interesting thought concept and again it's one of those things i came up with when walking home so i tweaked it a little bit for you so out of these three things which would you choose if you had these options? Who? Hmm. Um, so this is the same as last time, but uh, and the other two I made more appropriate. Uh, watching your favorite movie with one of your one of the cast or crew. Hmm. Collaborating with a writer on your choice of editorial or fiction. Hmm. Or working with your favorite artist to create a masterpiece. Oh. <laughs> That's a challenge. I would say I would like to watch a movie with my favorite movie with someone in the cast. Um, now you're gonna break it down and, and tell me what that is. No, but I'm I'm a huge movie buff, and I'm just trying to think what is my favorite movie. And it's I, hard, isn't I'd it? I'd have to say Almost Famous. Okay. But I wouldn't want to watch that with Kate Hudson. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be with Kate Hudson. It can be from any. It could be uh, with the director. That's oh, why. Oh, with Kate. Right? Oh my God. Cast Cameron Crowe and I could sit down and talk about music. He also created a TV show called Roadies. It's mm. only one season. I think it was on Showtime or yeah, Showtime. Mm. And um, he has some of my favorite bands play on it. They play a song of the day during every episode to there introduce watchers into new music. Um, Cameron Crowe the story of Almost Famous is actually based on Cameron Crowe's formative years on tour with Led Zeppelin and mm. um, of course the fictionalized band in, in the movie is Stillwater but it's it's uh, what's the name of the kid I want to say Freddie Highmore but I know that's wrong who <laughs> who travels around with this band Stillwater and and meets Penny Lane, who is a famous groupie and all this. And I just feel like Cameron Crowe would have had so many incredible music experiences writing for Rolling Stone magazine, writing these television shows, um, writing these movies. And he's just such a great storyteller anyway. He knows, you know, 
the the peaks and valleys of drama and and how to tell a really great story so it would kind of bring in that writer one yeah and you, you know? just take advantage of it like i'm gonna watch yeah. this movie with you and i'm gonna ask you a whole lot well, of questions this exceptional vision um too that is carried out in the cinematography oh wes anderson would be a great one to watch a movie with too <laughs> that's why i like these yeah they're really they're really thought-provoking just and you have to choose which is, can be so hard so yeah it, it, just with cam and crow would bring in the the visual arts it would bring in the the writing and it would bring in the music and and the film aspects too but yeah wes anderson would be a good choice too yeah <laughs> I just there had i a got thought. all three <laughs> i just had a thought that like i'll do this enough that maybe one time someone will actually like think of one for me and i'll just be like no, I have no idea. Oh yeah, you should do a "Would you rather?" Yeah, well, it's that kind of idea, you know, right? Give you two awful choices, and then you have to. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, let's talk to people who go through depression on a regular basis and and give them horrible choices. I don't, I'm not sure that'd be great. Actually, I think. That or that maybe it would be great. Is that's a coping just one mechanism. Of those, yeah, because doesn't... one thing that uh, I mm-hmm. have experienced is the the whole worst possible scenario thing. Hmm. You know, anybody who gets severely depressed or incredibly socially anxious, um, which I do, you uh, you start running through your head the worst possible scenario mm-hmm. of going to that party, of doing, uh, of bungee jumping or, or whatever it is you're about to do, giving a pitch in a meeting or something like that. Yep. And I find that running the worst possible scenario has actually been a benefit to me because it's never going to be that bad. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, similar to something uh, It's much more simpler that I've kept uh, as a you know, similar concept. Uh, but it's just a sentence where it's it can always be worse. Oh, yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. What's, what's fun about that is uh, a few times people are like, yeah, you could be dead. I'm like, no, it could be worse than that. Oh, yeah, it could be way worse, <laughs> Much than, worse that. than that. Uh, yeah. Um, most of the time when someone asks me what my favorite movie is I have to say The Usual Suspects because it's the first time when I'm going through a movie and it's just like mind blown and you were shocked like what? no spoilers no 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 spoilers granted it's so old it wouldn't be an issue but it's just one of those things where you're just like I wasn't surprised I feel really were you not surprised? I was not I read a lot of thrillers I've I've I love twisty and turny stories. Well, it's uh, so do I, and it's so hard. For and I'm me watching to be... Kevin Spacey drop the um, spoilers. I'm watching Kevin Spacey drop the limp and light the cigarette at the end. And I'm like, yep, I yeah, called no, that I... two and a half hours ago. Mm. You know, it might maybe it's just because that was one of my real first introductions yeah. to that type of that twisty um, stories. Uh, but I, I love them. Finding 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 a story where. You know, following a plot line to a certain ending is fun usually, and and that's the point of the movie. But when you're following a plot and it just takes a sharp turn and then takes another sharp turn, I'll send you a list. Oh, I've I've probably seen a lot of them since, yeah, but yeah, I love them. the most recent one is a um, time travel movie that I seen. It was a couple of years ago. I didn't. I don't think I even caught it. Um, come on, brain. Uh, I'm not going to remember the name of it. Had Ethan Hawke. It was the only person I knew in it. Oh, um, yeah. Predestination. Amazing. <coughs> I highly uh, recommend the game. Amazing. Early 90s with oh, yeah, uh, um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. I don't think I've ever 
seen it in its entirety. Because that one it, it, was, it was one of the ones where this was during the time where I didn't. I lived in a rural area, so I didn't really have access to see movies as much as I do now. Uh, but it used to come up on like TBS. Right. Don't watch anything on TBS. <laughs> Everything's bleeped out. And it's ruined. It's just cropped together horribly. So it's one yeah. of those things. Um, but yeah, no, I love love a twist. Anything with a twist. Um, it's just one of those things where you just like, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. I like this. And you're like, wait. Well, I love horror movies too and m- movies with serial killers and, you know, awful things happening to people on... Um, on screen and you know that's actually uh considered to be a coping mechanism as well because hmm. i talked about it once with um one of my therapists and i was explaining how she's like what do you do for fun and i'm like well it sounds really disgusting but i love watching a slasher flick flick you know yeah. somebody getting hacked to pieces the jasons and the 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 freddy kruegers of the, the world screens. because and she goes no that's totally normal don't feel guilty about oh, yeah, that no it's, there's nothing to feel guilty about you know? because it's experiencing that is there's nothing wrong with experiencing that because that's experiencing that film right. that that fear on a small scale in a controllable environment exactly. is actually really good yeah. for your Grant, your I, coping skills i used to enjoy horror movies and 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 that and slashers for a while but they just got so derivative to me personally mm, i'll give you a list <laughs> maybe the last and i'm sure a lot of people i might have brought this up before but the last quote-unquote horror movie that i seen was cabin in the woods because it's not really a horror it's movie, not. but it's so good. Who's next? I think I've heard of that. It's on Netflix. Give that a watch. Give that. It's a um, nice. It's it's got a little twist. Nothing you'll be shocked by, but it's hmm. it's got a twist and it's uh, it's just a gory good time. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's sometimes there's a certain point when people use gore for the sake of using gore and it's just boring but like you look at and a lot of people thought they got they went downhill and they did uh but the saw movies so good the first one the was the first one blew my mind like, so good so yeah. good because that just merged both the things we were talking about um and the second one also really good the second one was yeah the second one was okay did go down through. I just down watched Jigsaw after that. I haven't I seen that one yet. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, I'll probably see it and just keep my uh, uh, mind low on that one. But yeah. the last one before that, I guess Saw 3D or something like that, whatever it was called, that one came back up for me. Like it, it took it because the one thing they did do is chain all of those movie stories together. Oh yeah. Pretty well. Oh yeah. Um, but the last one came right back around, and I was just like. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's always fun when they can do that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's forever ago. I haven't seen it, but it's always like movies for me are, are escape sometimes. It's this, and that's part of the beauty of geek culture is it's it's a good escape from from the everyday. Uh, I won't go into details here, but I seen Avengers: Age of um, Avengers: Infinity War yesterday. Don't tell. Um, I will say though, just a couple weeks ago, went with my friend who's read the book and seen Ready Player One. Oh, you know, I I love the book so good, and I'm terrified to see the movie. Okay, well, I my friend who also loved the book said that the movie is a smidgen away from being as good as the book. Really? Yeah. I know. So, 
The movie's never as good as the book. Uh, no, no, very seldomly. But yeah. the the movie was such a culture pop culture geek fan movie that it's just like exactly. It's it literally it, half the movie is okay. Following the story, random random reference, random reference, random reference, random story, random reference, random. Reference. <laughs> so good, so the book, good. The book did it really successfully too. Yeah, so I've heard many times over. Um, and I had been tempted to go through the audiobook, especially considering Will Reaton reads it. Send you the the ebook. Yeah, I can't read anymore. Oh. It's it's so like I have no focus on reading oh, anything know. long form. I can't do it. It, it. I don't like it, but it's just the way it is. It's yeah. That's that was probably my second fandom was books. <laughs> Understandable. I yeah. used to. I used to get kicked out of the it. house. You need to leave the house, and I would stick <laughs> a book down the back of my pants to bring with me. And go find a tree somewhere to read under. Because, yeah, I was I was that kid. I was the weirdo who didn't want to play outside. I, I just wanted to read my book. Yeah. I love that uh, concept of your... It's extremely thin pieces of tree with markings on them. And they, they make you hallucinate vividly for hours on end. That's, yeah, I read... It's pretty close. A lot. I don't know. And I, I, I miss it. Honestly, I just, I got no focus, like, at all to sit down and read anymore. Is that a side effect of your medication? If I was on medication, oh, yeah, I'd right. say it might have been. But no, it's it's something in the last few years, probably five or six, because I, I have, it was a couple of series, there was a series of books that I got through, and then I got to the point where I couldn't, even though they kept making new books, where I right. couldn't sit down and read it. I, I've gone through a number of audiobooks since, um... Which I'm going to try to do again. Last one that I went through was a prequel, kind of to the last World of Warcraft expansion. Right. Because there's a video game that's that old. No matter what, it is immense with story. Right. There's going to be another one like that, so I'm going to find that before the expansion comes out and listen to that. Because I don't know the story that's going on right now. I have no idea what happened, and I want to know. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like wait what why and then you completely forget because they do such good cinematic stuff blizzard where you're just like oh my god and then anyway (laughs) not being uh, a fan of wow it's kind of hard to geek out on that for you yeah so yeah that's fun you know enjoy this little chit chat for the hour and six minutes Oh wow! Right? That went really fast. It's crazy. I was really worried. This about. is this is. I'm like this I can't why. talk about myself. I don't have anything to say. This is why I'm finding people to talk to, doing this, yeah. such a revelation in in making it, and which is always why every podcast I ever listen to has a guest, if not multiple. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> because it's so much easier. Because if one person can talk for a half hour, the other person talks <coughs> for a half hour, you have yourself an hour, and you don't know it's an hour. Oh yeah, which is fantastic. So I appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank Maybe we'll do this me. another again. Oh, of course. It's great. Uh, what am I doing? Um, all you listener fun people, um, not too much planned. Um, don't know who my next guest is. I've been reaching out. If you are happen to be going through similar things and you, you want to tell your story and join me in, send me, send me an email, mail at uh, melancholygeek.com. Send me... Hit me up on Twitter, Melancholy underscore Geek. I'm also on Facebook, which you can find by going to MelancholyGeek.com. 
uh, join me. Tell your story. Send me an email. Want to actually come on? Sure. Let's do that. That's fun. Um, am currently planning to make a, take an episode and go through this physical plan things for that uh, Georgia brought up in a couple episodes ago where like you have something written out or, or, or have it physical where, you know, you go through a crisis and you can just like, okay, these are the things you do to, to go through it. And uh, myself and a friend are going to think we're going to take the time to go through that. And maybe I'll be lucky enough and Georgia will be free and we can get her on too and go through that. That's the only thing I'm currently working on outside of trying to get people to come on people from all sorts. I messaged someone this morning who's a big star and Hey, maybe he will come on talk about his experience. Maybe you won't. That's fine. Either way, it's great. Um, yeah. Hope you're good. Hope you're having fun. Uh, go see Ready Player One. Go see Infinity War. Because, oh my god. Have a good day. Feel as good as you can. Bye.